0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: This AceCast Cast Download is brought to you by Link LinkSoul. Check out their spring collection. Go to LinkSoul.com. And by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com.
2: Two pitch hit high in the air. Left center field on the way. Guriel giving chase. And we have seen a tie game. L'Oreato on a 97 mile an hour fastball. Sends it over the wall to tie the game at three. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show.
3: All right, back here at the Coliseum as uh, the A's lose this ballgame by final score of 10-7. We saw a little bit of everything in this game. Unfortunately, uh, the Twins scored in each of the nine innings with the exception of the fourth and the sixth. Uh, but the A's down 6-0 in this game. They came back. At one point, it was a 6-6 game. It was a 7-7 game. But in the end, Minnesota running the seventh, running the eighth, running the ninth to win it by a final score of 10-7 to 7 as we bring in the voice of uh, the Oakland Athletics, Ken Korak. And Ken, I was just with you uh, for over three hours and we saw a, a, a wild baseball game. I thought it was more entertaining than the ball game that we saw last night. We saw some good things from uh, the young players in Soderstrom and Geloff. We saw just a, about a, everything in this ball game today.
4: Suicide squeeze, a double right. steal, uh, first and third, the Twins stealing a run on the double steal there with a the steal of home and Yeah, it was it was it was an interesting ball game. But, you know, when you score seven runs, you're thinking you should win. But uh, these two of the rookie pitchers, Harrison Tarnock, allowed seven of the ten. And, you know, for Freddie Tarnock, I thought he actually looked well. And then in the eighth inning, you know, he walks three in the inning, including the one with the bases load after that nearly kind of epic duel with Buxton and lessons learned because these hitters are generally more patient, more discerning than the ones you're going to see down in Triple A. So you're right, Johnny, a lot went on, but the A's, you know, the team ERA is over six. And uh, that's a pretty big hindrance when you're trying to win ballgames.
3: Yeah, you know, we saw some fine defensive plays on the part of of the uh, Minnesota Twins. That play by Michael A. Taylor was such a big play. We saw Tony Kent make that brilliant play. Uh, to end the second which really at that moment could have busted the game wide open and that that did kind of shift the momentum in this game I thought
4: well when Kepler hit that ball to left field if Tony doesn't make the play it's a two run double at least for Kepler and now it's six nothing in the second yeah. and the twins did make it six nothing in the third on the home run by Taylor on that breaking ball but uh, yeah it did help to shift the momentum for the A's because at that point you're thinking if he doesn't make the play with the way Lopez has been pitching recently, the game might be over. But to think that Pablo Lopez had a 6 nothing lead, Johnny, and got a no decision today? Yeah. That has to be pretty frustrating for him. And, a, you know, good job by the A's to, to knock one of the best pitchers in the game out of this game. And uh, as Lopez went uh, five and two-thirds, he was charged with seven runs.
3: And finally, before we let you go, talk about the young players. I mean, look, Geloff had a had a big triple. He stole two bases. We saw two ground balls to third that it, it could have been double plays with other hitters, but he beat them out easily. So, and you talked about the speed, and that's the one aspect of his game we really haven't touched on a whole lot. We talk about his defense at second base. We talk about uh, his bat, but we haven't really talked a ton about his speed. But that's a big part of his game.
4: Well, he's an impactful player, and as we've said for years, you don't win unless you have guys who can impact the game. There are players who can help you. There are guys who can round out a roster and serve as role players, but you don't win unless you have impactful players, and I think Gelof has a chance to be that kind of a player, and adding to the total that he had with the Seals and AAA, he, he's stolen 22 bases this year, Johnny.
3: That's right, and uh going to soderstrom look he had a couple of knocks his first one was an infield knock the second one a line drive to left field but not only with his offense he impressed with his defense today blocked a bunch of balls on these breaking balls and the dirt shifting his body to block them and the first time ever catching in a big league game so of course as you said you know the game is going to speed up on you at this level but I thought he was impressive today
4: well there was a lot going on for him behind the play there were a ton of pitches thrown and second straight game of better than three hours so yeah, I mean every time you you play when you're you're that young and like we said, the second youngest is catcher to debut behind the plate in the open history of the club. And having to deal with all the things he had to deal with and the you know, the is using uh, five pitchers as well, uh, Johnny. So these are these are building blocks you hope for these young guys.
3: All right, well listen, enjoy your night, my friend, and I'll look forward to seeing you bright and early tomorrow morning. Okay, buddy. All right, the voice of the Oakland A's, Ken Korak, our guest. Our number is 833-625-2278, 833-625-2278. This is the A's Clubhouse Show, and we look forward to your call. What do you want to talk about? I mean, there was a ton of things to cover in this game. We had 17 runs, 21 hits between the two clubs. Uh, we saw uh, Tyler Soderstrom pick up his first hit. He actually had two hits. Picked up that infield single, as we said, in the sixth, and the line to singled left in the eighth. We saw Zach Gelloff with a triple at a couple of stolen bases, turned a couple of double plays, and Nick Allen in this game. Nick Allen really... Uh, had a great game. He had two bunt singles. He came through with that little squibbler uh, down the first base line, which which scored uh, Geloff from third. He came through with a sacrifice fly in the sixth. He played some good defense. So Nick Allen um, had had a nice game. Ryan Nota, of course, with a home run. That was his uh, 10th of the year. Uh, Seth Brown had a home run. His ninth of the year. J.J. Bleday extended his hitting streak to five games. So there is a ton to talk about. Uh, in this ballgame. We'd love to hear from you. Again, the number is 833-625-2278. This is the Ace Clubhouse Show. We'll have more after this.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
1: Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
5: Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber.
8: You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show.
3: All right, back here at the Coliseum as the A's and Twins play in game two of this three-game set. The Twins win it by a final score of 10-7. Twins had a 6-0 lead in this game. They had two in the first, two in the second, two in the third. Uh, and then the A's came back with a run of their own in the bottom of the third. The triple from Geloff, the RBI little dribbler from Nick Allen. Uh, that made it 6-1. to one. The... A's score three runs in the fourth, a solo homer from Noda, then blade singles and Brown. It's the two run homer to make it six to four. The Twins would make it seven to four with a run in the top half of the fifth inning as they executed the double steal to perfection. Uh, as Willie Castro uh, comes in to score and that made it a seven four game. The A's with two in the bottom of the fifth as uh, they were able to pick up an RBI single. Uh, by tony kemp and then of course uh the wild pitch uh moving allen to third uh and he ends up scoring he ends up scoring on the base hit uh from tony kemp so look they scored two in the bottom of the sixth that makes it a seven six game the ace tie it up with a run in the bottom of the sixth they got a couple of stolen bases from Gelloff, and then the big sacrifice fly uh from nick allen and uh and then, of course, uh, with Rooker hitting for Kemp and Rooker, it's that deep fly ball to center field. And Michael A. Taylor with the incredible leaping grab at the wall to Rob Rooker of a two-run number. That would have made it actually, at that point, would have been an 8-6 lead for the Oakland Athletics. Instead, they ended it in a 6-6 game after 6, and then the Twins added with one in the 7th, one in the 8th, one in the ninth. So, a tough loss, uh, but... You're in the ball game, and hopefully you can capture a game tomorrow, capture a win tomorrow in the final game of the three-game set. Uh, because the A's have now lost six in a row to fall to 25 and 69 on the year. Minnesota now with a game and a half lead over Cleveland as they are now 47 and 46. Mark Kotze spoke to the media after the ball game.
9: The so reactions in the middle of innings against one of the best pitchers in baseball to uh, make the game very interesting.
10: Fourth and fifth for those two home runs. Yeah, you know, offensively, I thought there were a lot of good signs today, a lot of good at-bats. Um, you know, the guys, uh, anytime you can, you know, put up seven runs in a game, especially against that type of starter, you're, you're generally, uh, you generally know, you have a good chance to win. And, and we did. Um, you know, you look at the game, you could break it down, dissect it, uh, Michael Taylor's catch in center field and Berger's ball that, uh, you know, potentially would have put us up two. Um, it was probably the turning point in the game. It's a big play and uh, it's one made by a really good outfielder.
3: Yes, is uh, uh, anything physical about Seth Brown that he left the game in the middle
10: or was it just a straddle you paid? I actually pinch hit for him mm-hmm. um, in that situation. So they had a lefty in the game. I was uh, you know, wanting the lefty out of the game and getting a matchup uh, behind there. And I also felt uh, good about Jordan Diaz coming in and, and taking that at bat.
9: Yeah, what do you think about uh, Freddy Tarnock in his first game?
10: You know, I thought Freddie did all right. He um you know, obviously for his first time on the mound for us, um, you know, the walks kinda hurt him, came back to hurt him. Um, you know, overall I thought his performance was okay. Um, you know, we needed that out of him today uh, as much as we used the bullpen yesterday. And uh, you know, I, I still felt he kept us in the game. Um, you know, Sam Mole coming in and getting a strikeout uh behind him. Um, you know, to, to keep it to two was was also uh you know, really uh, uh, nice to see Sammy come in and, and get that strikeout.
0: You mentioned the runs that were being put that were put up by the A's. What do you guys need to work on in order to have those runs and not be on the cusp and kind of take it all the way?
10: Well, if you're if you're referring to winning games, I think you know ultimately you got to score more and keep the uh, opponent from obviously scoring ten. So um, you know, really it, today was the offense did their job for the most part and. Uh, you know, on the mound, we, we just couldn't get outs. Um, you know, Hogan didn't have a great day on the mound, um, you know, either. And, uh, you know, Austin, you know, two-out hit there in the first inning, you know, give up two runs. Uh, it's execution with two strikes as well uh, on the mound and uh, things that we continue to talk about continue to uh, grind on. So, um, you know, offensively, I, I, again, I, I think there was a lot of good signs from the offense. Um, you know, you look at Zach Geloff. Uh, the two stolen bases getting in scoring position, um, you know beating ground balls out and run down the line hard so um, those are the positives that kind of take away from today.
11: You mentioned go off in the
0: stolen bases and Tyler Soderstrom also got his first major league hit to him. Really... Yeah. What have you liked from them since their call up?
10: Well just they're aggressive. They're, uh, they came here with a uh, good attitude, a good mindset and uh, you know they started off um, you know the first two games. Um, Kind of as advertised, I think, you know, Tyler's line drive to left field was a good at bat with shadows um, to get on, to get on base here and, and late in the game, and those things are good signs.
11: What have you seen in um, Nick Allen's approach, the series, driven it um, a couple today, one yesterday, and it seems
10: like he's kind of capitalizing on getting the but... Well, I think Nick took advantage today of, of his game. Um, those are the things and signs that we want to see. We want to see Nick doing those small things. Um, to get on base and uh, both of those uh, butt attempts um, were, were signs of, of him uh, maturing and understanding what he's got to do to be successful at this level and the at bat with the runner in scoring position the sack fly to center was also uh, a really good at bat 3-2 count and you know um, a successful uh, successful uh, at bat there. And what do you think about Soderstrom's
11: or, or what you hear I guess um, with his first start behind?
10: You know, um, I thought Tyler made a lot of good blocks today, um, and that's a good sign. You know, it's something he's worked really hard on. It's something that Marcus uh, and him uh, worked really hard on in spring training and uh, saw a lot of improvement, and those were tough blocks today. So uh, tip my cap to Tyler.
3: Yeah, a couple of things there um, to touch on, uh, listening to the skipper of the A's, Mark Kotze, and talked about the defense from Soderstrom. Um with those blocks talked about him picking up that base hit in the shadows it was not an easy time to hit when he picked up that base hit to left um talked about the Geloff stolen base they talked about really Geloff and Soderstrom being ready uh up and running coming to the big leagues and you know and they've been aggressive and it's been impressive uh the two guys that have come up and uh they were they have been impressive the first uh, couple couple of games that we've seen from them and they they're not waiting around. They're being aggressive with the bat, and then you, could, you saw it yesterday. And Geloff the first pitch Geloff saw, he uh, he, flyed out to center field in his uh, his first at bat in the second inning of that game last night, and uh, and it hasn't stopped. So the two of them have been aggressive, and it's been impressive. Uh, and you know, look, Freddie Tarnock, I thought Freddie, you know, might work, uh, maybe an inning, maybe a little bit longer. He worked longer than I thought he was going to work. ends up allowing two hits and two runs. In uh, in two and a third innings, but look, Freddie uh, was you know he was able to get um, he was able to start off with a, with a, you know getting that six four three double play, and after Solano struck out, he got Buxton in the seventh inning to foul out Kepler. Uh, got him to fly out, then he allowed the home run to Farmer, and then eighth inning, it kind of unraveled on him. He ended up walking three in the inning. So it was a tough eighth inning for Freddie, but I thought he started off pitching really well, picking up that double play and the strikeout on Solano. So, yeah, it just was not a great day for the pitchers, and as Kotze said, you know, and the pitchers would admit this, I mean, you score seven runs in a game, you got to win that game. And they were unable to do so, allowing the 10 runs and the 11 hits uh For the Minnesota Twins. Twins now is at 47 and 46. They are 26 and 22 at home, 21 and 24 on the road. The A's fall to 25 and 69. They're 44 games under the 500 mark, 12 and 34 at home, 13 and 35 on the road. And uh, remember uh, the number 833 625 2278, 833 625 2278. 7-8, we'd love to hear from you. We do have uh, some major league scores. We have our Mechanics Bank scoreboard. The Brewers, they are leading the Reds 3-0. Reds only have one hit in the game as the Brewers look to go nine games over five they They're leading 3-0 heading into the bottom of the eighth of that ballgame. Dodgers, they lead the Mets 4-1. Dodgers looking to go to 53-38. On the year. Mets just have three hits in that game. Top of the seventh, Cardinals lead the Nationals by a score of eight to four. Top of the ninth, the Yankees lead the Rockies at Coors Field uh, by a score of six to three. Top of the sixth, the Astros have a four three lead over the Angels. Reed Detmers in that one for Los Angeles. The Tigers in the top of the fifth, they lead the Mariners by a score of two to nothing. It's the Phillies. Uh, they defeated the Padres earlier today by a final score of six to four. Strom the win now six and three. Hill the loss one and three. Craig Kimbrell with save number fifteen. The Phillies won the second game of that doubleheader nine to four. Taiwan Walker picked up his eleventh win. He's now eleven and three. The loss to Weathers. He falls to one and six. The Padres now forty four and forty nine on the year. A makeup uh, from yesterday's game: the Rays beat the Royals six to one. Tyler Glasnow picked up his third win, now three and three. The loss uh, to Marsh falling to zero three. Uh, in the regularly scheduled game, the Rays won four uh, to two, poached the win seven and two. Hernandez the loss zero five. Pete Fairbanks picked up his tenth save. So the Rays now they are sixty and thirty-five. The Royals are twenty-six and sixty-seven. Just a game in front of, of the Oakland Athletics. The Nationals, in 10 innings, uh, they defeated the Cardinals by a final score of 7-5. Kyle Finnegan, the win, now 4-3. and Lost to Jordan Hicks, 1-6. Harvey picked up his ninth save. The Cubs, they beat the Red Sox 10-4 at Wrigley. Marcus Stroman picked up the win, 10-6. The loss to James Paxton, falling to 5-2. Blue Jays beat the Diamondbacks 5 2. Chris Bassett picked up his ninth win down 9 5. Zach Gallen the loss, falling to 11 4. Garcia picked up his second save. It was the Rangers defeating the Guardians 2 0, which means the Twins are a game and a half up on Cleveland. Andrew Haney the win. He's now 6 6. The loss to Williams 1 2. And Chapman picked up his third save for the Rangers. Uh, the Giants beat the Pirates 3-1. Taylor Rogers got the win 5-3. and The loss to Mitzinski falling to 1-2. And the, the save to Camilo Duvall for Duvall's 28th save of the year. Orioles beat the Marlins 6-5. Bowman the win 6-0. Brazoban the loss 3-2. Bautista picked up his 25th save. And the White Sox beat the Braves 6-5. Lance Lynn the win 6-8. The loss is Spencer Strider falling to 11-3. Kendall Graveman picked up his eighth save. And those are the Mechanics Bank scores for you here on the A's Clubhouse Show. We'll be joined by Chris Townsend here in about 10 or 15 minutes. Again, the number 833-625-2278, 625 2278 We'll take a break and come back with more after this.
9: Or go to vzlawfirm.com. Bernardi Serrata, the official injury law firm of the Oakland A's.
5: If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress, Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy news website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep.
12: Thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, my little brother's friends won't leave our house. When I was their age, internet with basically no interruptions was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Now through September 21st, new customers can get 1.2 gig internet plus unlimited data for just $25 a month for two years with no annual contract when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires pay bills and an auto-pay store bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. After promo, regular supply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary.
8: This is A's
3: Clubhouse. 833-625-2278 is the number. The A's Clubhouse show. We'll take your phone calls, talk about the A's, talk about the young players, talk about this game, and there's a lot to talk about with this game. There's a lot to dissect as uh, the A's lose this one, but it came back. I mean, look, they're down 6-0 to come back and had a chance to take the lead. We do have Brent who's heading to Modesto on line one. Brent, how are you? Hey, Johnny. Hey, uh, yeah, I just want to talk a little about the
2: game. Um, I had no clue that, uh, Zach Geloff was a steel threat. Uh, so that's, that's really cool. Um, yeah, that, that's, uh, because Ruiz is obvious. I mean, you can just kind of tell by his build and, you know, that he's a steal threat and he leads all of the league in stolen bases. But I have no clue that Geloff was a like a legitimate steal threat. I mean, there's guys that will maybe steal five, ten bags a year. But based on kind of what I'm hearing, Geloff could steal 20, 30 bags a season, um, you know, in a full se- – I'm, I'm just throwing a number. But um, I didn't realize he was kind of a legit steal threat. That's, uh,
3: that's a good, yep. good uh, attribute to have. Yeah, no question. And look, I, I just started thinking about it during the game, Brent. That uh, you get Ruiz back healthy, you have Ruiz and Geloff in there, Nick Allen. You got some guys that can run, Tony Kemp, and you got some guys that can run. So it's like it's, uh, yeah. I mean, he stole twenty bases with the Las Vegas team, uh, two base, so twenty-two total stolen bases right now. Yeah, he's legitimate twenty to thirty guy. I think in the big leagues, and and a guy that he can play some defense. I mean, I like the as uh, Kotsay said, like the aggressiveness at the plate uh so we saw some great things today it was a really fun game you know we saw saw a bunch of you know saw the saw the team bunting saw nick allen with two bunt singles of course the second bunt wasn't great but the third baseman was back but nick allen coming through with a run around third and and one out coming through with that little dribbler the rbi single came through with a sacrifice fly uh in his uh in his at bat in the sixth inning so some really good things uh in this ball game uh, f- for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, you lose 10-7, to 7, but it's these little victories. It's not about the final score these days with the A's. It really isn't. And to see these young guys come up, be aggressive, and, uh, you know, look, he beat out those two ground balls to third that could have been 5-4-3 double plays. So, yeah, the speed is impressive, and uh, I-, I just think these are some of the exciting things that A's fans uh, can look forward to uh, with-, with some of these young guys.
2: Yeah, Definitely. And um, I thought uh, I thought Soderstrom did a great job behind the plate today. Yeah, um, yeah I was really impressed with, with all the blocks. Um, I hadn't, you know, Kotz mentioned there was a – I think Kotz mentioned but maybe you mentioned it. But there was a, yeah, a ton of pitches today. But uh, I don't believe one ball got past him. Um, that was pretty impressive, I think, um, for your first major league game, regular season game. to to be behind the plate. I, I think that that's really impressive.
3: I agree. You know, he's caught Pruitt before, and he's caught Harris before, but I don't think he's caught, caught uh, Tarnock before. He's probably caught a little bit of Sammy Mole, maybe at, uh, a little bit of spring training, I would think, possibly. And I don't know how much with Trevor May. But, yeah, I mean, look, even if you've caught these guys before, to, you know, the game does speed up at the big league level. So I thought, you know, for getting his first game behind the dish, I thought he played played really, really, really well back there. As you said, he blocked some balls. Um, he looked, he looked comfortable, and uh, that's not, not, not easy at the big league level uh, to, to catch. So. I thought he looked good, and, and he was impressive at the plate, obviously. The infield single, but then the base hit to left. That is classic Soderstrom using the whole field. Um, so that I, he had a couple of impressive at-bats, and I'm, I'm glad he got got his hits today because, you know, that that's always uh, when a young player goes up and you go a couple games without a hit, you start to think about it a little bit, and he's pretty loose at the plate, and he's got a lot of confidence. But still, I was really happy he got those two knocks today.
2: Yeah, me too. And uh, I, I'm also glad that he uh, that he got a uh, I don't know what you want to call it. I I call it a solid base hit. Um, it, the first hit was a base hit, but frankly in my opinion it wasn't really solid. It was an excuse me swing hit, and he'll take that. But it was good to see him get a, a solid hit, uh, especially that opposite field, just just solid hitting on that that at bat. Um, so that that was good yeah. to see. That probably felt good to him to be like hey you know that was that was a solid hit that, there was no
3: luck on that i was on that pitch that was just that was good hitting that i agree i agree hey hey man thanks for the call brother i really appreciate it bro thanks for calling and uh we will uh i'll talk to you uh tomorrow hopefully all right thanks thanks, thanks Brent. Johnny. you bet that was Branton and uh, Townie's joining us, Chris Townsend. Let the kids play, Townie. We talk about it. I know you're so happy to watch these guys play, and it's not really about the final score right now, but to see these young guys come up. We saw the two stolen bases from Geloff. We saw the two knocks uh, from Soderstrom. We saw uh, we saw Geloff. Uh, beat out two would-be double plays. They would be 5-4-3, showing that speed. Uh, and we saw Nick Allen with a, the with a big game. All four quality at-bats coming through with the the two hits and the sacrifice fly. So it, it was, uh, I, I don't know, we saw some really good things in this game. Obviously, you don't want to give up 10 runs. The pitching was not great today. Yeah, but, pitching uh, was but,
1: terrible. But, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, how about Day with the base hit before yes. Brown's home run? So yes. you had two home runs in one inning. Yeah, I mean. This is what it's about. I, you know, this game, obviously, we are going to focus so much on Gelof. Gelof, already you're seeing, is a kid – who's a terrific athlete. He's got size. He's got speed. Yeah. Obviously, they thought he'd be a third baseman. He had the arm issues. They moved him to second base, but he can move, and he's, he can swing it. Uh, as Just listen to that caller there. Your first career hit, you don't care what it is as long as you get it. As Bip Roberts was telling us over on the TV side, he went 28 at-bats before he got his first hit. This oh, guy, man. This is a guy that almost hit 300 in his career. That's a long time. So, you yeah. know, to see Sody get that first base hit, then lace one into left field, catch the game. I thought he did a really good job behind home plate. But yeah. the, the one game for me, that stands out the most, yeah. And this is something why you know that that you rely on the expertise of a guy like Pip Roberts, yes, who knows the type of game of a smaller player. Yes, it's Nick Allen figuring out. Same. Well, how am I productive? Yep. And so many times when we've watched Nick Allen pop up, hit the ball in the air, easy out after easy out, put the ball in play. What did he do today? He put he didn't hit the ball hard one time. He had two bunts. He he he, he had a swinging bunt and he's walking out of here going 2 for 3, 2 RBIs and a run scored. Finding out who Nick Allen is as a player is essential if he is going to be the shortstop of the future. So I thought Nick Allen's game today where he didn't hit the ball past the pitcher today, but yet two for three, and once again, two RBIs and a run scored was big. I just thought watching all the young guys, I'm still going to call Noda one of the young guys as he went yard today. So uh, for me, Freddie Tarnock, getting to see him, and that's a big arm. I thought he pitched too much. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have left him. I thought. I thought they went too long with him. I would have gone two innings. He looked great in his debut. I would have pulled him then. So, but for me, uh, I like what I saw from Freddie Tarnock. I mean, overall, pretty good day for the young guys. Except Hogan Harris. Have you, have you played the sound yet from him after the game?
3: No, we haven't. I don't know if we have it yet. I'm waiting okay. for pasto. Yeah, when we we will we will definitely we will definitely get that. I I want to just piggyback on what you said about Allen, because I said the same. thing. He was the player of the game today to me. For me, with 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 the uh, with the A's, he really was uh, everything he did. I know Kemp made the brilliant catch and he came through with the with a hit in in the uh, in the fifth inning. But for me, it was Nick Allen. And and again, four quality plate appearances. You know, they always you watch him in BP. You go down there, you hear it all the time, and your crony and and Tommy Everett saying, look. Situational hitting—we're all doing. We're doing situational. We're in a run around third, one out, and what, you know, hit the ball the other way. And the situational hitting in BP, and uh, what he did situational uh, hitting wise today was brilliant. He, he got—he came through with a little squibbler up the line to bring the run home. He gets the bunt single, ends up scoring. He gets the sacrifice fly, as you said, put the ball in play. And I know I'm repeating what you said. I get it. And then the bunt single in the eighth. But all four productive. Uh, played appearances for Nick Allen. And, again, he plays a solid short. So, again, that's when he's valuable when he does that. His money's not going to be made hitting the ball in the air. It's going to be made the ball on the ground. right?
1: No, it's frustrating when he does because speed, his legs are his game. It's been his game his entire life. And just think about this from a scouting report, right? Instead of hitting weak fly balls for outs and wondering if you're going back to Vegas, here you go, Nick Allen. We're going to play you. We're bringing up the young guys. We're finally going to commit to you. Think about those two bunt hits that you just talked about in the 5th and the 8th. Now, that goes on every scouting report. And what that does is all of a sudden, every single time Nick Allen comes to the plate, the opposing team, who's coming into town next? Boston? Boston? Their third and first baseman are now African. They're going to have to play up. And when guys play up, when your first baseman and your third baseman start to play up because they have to guard against the defense, that's opening up holes for you to hit them through. Yeah, It's yep. helping yourself spread the defense out to you hit the ball on the ground to get more base hits. He's got the type of speed. If he hits it to the left or the right of the shortstop, there's a good chance he ends up beating it out. So it's like utilize your strength. Put the ball in play, utilize your speed, and if you do that, you're a far more productive player than hitting these weak fly balls into the outfield.
3: Which is why I think, and I will always say this, and I've said this the whole year, and we can't wait till he comes back. But I don't understand why Ruiz is not attempting to bunt for a hit at least once a game. It makes no sense to me why he's not doing that. I mean, you know, with that speed, he should be working on his bunting. Late, just push one down the first base line. And beat, he has world class speed. Take advantage of it. And I know, honestly, look, I know he's how he's hit with runners in scoring position. I know, it, but but at least make them, like you said, make them think about it, right? And and learn to bunt. He's not a great bunter. Learn to bunt. Learn to get that bunt on the first base line. And try to bunt for a hit once a game. I think he should, and I'm not, I know I'm in the minority on it. A lot of people say you're you're crazy. Let him swing away. How, what's the value of his uh, of, of trying to bunt for a hit? Well, there is value to it, as you said. Brings the infield in, makes them think about other things, right?
1: A lot of people think you're crazy, and it has nothing to do with Ruiz. <laughs> That's factual. That is a
3: factual <laughs> statement, brother. That is a factual statement.
1: But yeah. you know, with, with all this going on, though. And Ruiz is going to come back, but it's kind of fun to watch all this and know that Ruiz is coming back. Think about when you add him to the dynamic. Yes. And then now we're, like, sitting down at AAA. Hey, how's Butler doing? Her nice. How's Harris? I mean, you're, you're starting to envision what this can look like as they're starting to build a core. And But I, 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 I I'm kind of done with the opener because the opener – if the, if the opener does not come out and put a goose egg up in the first inning, it's worthless. Right. And too many times we have watched the A's use an opener, like today, where Pruitt comes out and gives up two runs, that is a complete failure. If the opener does not get out of the first inning without giving up a run, it's a complete failure. And then it sets you up with, you know, does Hogan Harris like warming up in the bullpen? Does he not? I mean – I rather see your starters if your openers are going to give up a run stop it and just go with the conventional let these kids have their normal routine we talk about kids need routine right when you're raising your daughter what was the number one thing you needed a routine Routine, when they eat when they go to bed well athletes are the same way they need routine hogan harris when he shows up when he eats when he goes out and runs his poles. how he warms up playing long toss starting pitchers have routines when you put the opener in front of them, it takes them out of their routine. And then when the opener gives it up, I mean, it's worthless. So I'd rather see Hogan Harris say, here's the ball, son. Go get him. If we're going young, we're committing to it. Say, get all the, whether it's Medina, whether it's Harris, whether it's Sears, Waldachuk, give them the actual start. Let 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 this day be his day. You're the starting pitcher. It's your day. Go get
3: him. I'm with you on it. I'm with you on it. We do have a caller, Townie. We have uh, we have Robert uh, from Portland on Zach Geloff. How you doing, Robert?
12: Hey, County. uh at, at least I was right about Geloff. Remember, I had him coming up uh, this weekend, and, you know, I, I predicted he'd hit a homer to beat Boston. By the, the way, three. Robert,
1: you were really close on when Geloff would come up. I, what, I, I'll do give you, say? you that. What do you say? He had him coming up right about this time. Nice. Boston.
12: I said he'd come up against Boston and hit a okay. home run to beat the Red Sox in one of the games. Okay, but I had no idea Soderstrom was going to come up, He wasn't that neat. I thought that was great.
1: Yeah, it, it just the energy, the buzz. I mean, you know, we're not going to, you know, there, there's all these things that are going on beyond of our beyond our control, beyond you know the white lines. We can't control all of that. But where, where, what we can see is all of our social media channels where there's been a lot of negativity. Once you saw Sodastrom, Geloff, we saw it on Friday with A's Cast Live with yeah. all the people checking in. There is a major buzz in our A's community right now, Robert, because of these players. And the more you keep bringing up, the more buzz there's going to be.
12: What do you think of Blade uh, as a center fielder versus, you know, Ruiz? Uh, do you think he's more – of uh, more of the real deal in the long run. What's your gut feeling about Blade?
1: My gut feeling is Blade is superior as a defender in center field than Ruiz. Ruiz you is a kid. It. Ruiz is a kid who has unbelievable athletic ability, but he doesn't have a position. So we've never seen him play infield. He was obviously a padre uh, the Padres had a lot of good, you know, at the time when he was with the Padres, they were rated the number one farm system in baseball, and the Padres had all kinds of middle infielders, so they decided to move him. I've asked our, our Super Scout, Shooty Babbitt, and he's like, hey, he was all right. Well, he's, I mean, according to defensive run saves, he's like the worst outfielder in baseball. I don't think he has a good throwing arm. I th- he throws to the wrong bases. I, he is definitely a project in center field. So right now, Bladet by far is a better center fielder. So I, I right. we, we need to – we Ruiz is a part of this. Ruiz yes. offensively, no question, is a part of this. Where he is defensively, I still think the jury's out.
12: Well, it is. Is Oriana going to be healthy enough to trade? You know, for somebody to get interested –
3: Johnny, you've been watching him the last couple of days. What have you seen? Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He hasn't been in the lineup yet, so we're gonna have to wait and see till he, till he starts playing. But back, I want to go back a little bit to what you said, Robert, because I do want to talk to you guys about this. Look, is Blade a better center fielder right now? Absolutely. He's, a, he's a better defensive center fielder. I do, th- I do think though that ultimately. If you have in left and you have Ruiz in center, Ruiz is going to get it in center field town. He is. It's gonna be it's gonna be time. But you're saying like what? He's twenty four, when will he get it? It's not like he's just starting out playing baseball, right? So you don't want you want to use the youth as an excuse right now. Right now, Bladay's a better center fielder. I think ultimately what they want, I don't know this, I'm not in the meetings, but to have in left who's a Outstanding defensive outfielder, no matter where you put him, and Ruiz in center with that speed, I think that'll be your best bet for the outfield. But right now, Blade, no question, is a better, better center fielder. There's no doubt in my mind. Do
12: you think is going to bring back much? I, I, I think he no. may just with the right team. With the no. right team, like the Angels could use him. A lot of teams could use him. Let me tell you, he's versatile.
1: Yeah, he's a uh, I, really I, good player. I agree. But you're not going to give anything up for them. But you know what? At this point, I don't think the front office cares. I think they need to move guys to open up space for the younger players. So that means I I think that there's a reason why Peterson is playing right now and Diaz, Jordan Diaz isn't these last two games because I think they're trying to showcase Peterson. Let miss Diaz, Tony Kemp. Ramon Laureano, I think they'll keep Brown because you need some veteran presence, but I think you're seeing certain guys that they would love to move and they're not going to really – they know they're not going to get anybody. You're not going to get a top prospect or you're not even going to get any type of prospect. You'll get something, but, um, yeah, Ramon Laureano definitely could help somebody and he's got playoff experience, but you you just got to move them. Certain guys just have to be moved so you make spots for the younger players that are coming.
12: Yeah. Yeah, I would make room for Butler. That's why I brought it up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and at some point, we're going to talk Denzel Clark. I mean, there's other guys that are going to be coming too.
12: Hey, good to have you guys doing this. This is great. Still, uh, you know, I, I, I like you. Knew, like I said a long time ago, the, the, you know, the, they, they, I still think they're going to make it to fifty wins, forty nine or fifty. I got, I got hope that you're going to get that dinner.
3: Me too. Me too. <laughs> That'd be great. I hope so, man. I hope so, man. I, yeah, look, they've got to go. Yeah, they, they what? There's sixty, sixty-nine games left, right? They play or sixty-eight games left, so four they would of them have against
12: to, the Tigers at home. Four, they got the Tigers four at home.
3: <laughs> right. So you got to go twenty-five. What is that? Twenty-five and sixty. Twenty-five and what, Tony? What is that? On my math, the twenty-five and sixty. 63 25 and 63. You got to do that. Am I No, I'm I'm off right now. There's 25 and what? What is it, Downey?
1: I I I I I'm, I'm waiting for you to figure it out. Okay,
3: tw- <laughs> I'm trusting in your math. <laughs> so, let's Today see. Today was game number 94. Right. They're 25 and 69. So to win 50 games, they got to go they got to go 25 and in 40, 25 and forty-three, they got to go twenty-five and forty-three to get there. So they could do that. I mean, they got to get, get on a roll, but yeah, they 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 go to twenty-five and forty-three to get to fifty wins.
1: And Ro- Robert, thank you for the phone call. We appreciate it. You know the yeah, thing, thanks, that, Johnny. I I once guys get comfortable, and may not happen, but I mentioned this yesterday. We're still going. If these kids start to get comfortable together, you never know what could happen. You never yeah, know the kind no of run because they're going to show up every single day ready to rock. This is the big leagues. This is the greatest thing for them. It, it, you never know. If the light just starts to, if the light starts to go on for some of these guys, you never know the kind of run that they can go on.
3: No question. No question about it. And I, I just can't wait. You know, the exciting part is seeing these guys call. I talked to uh, leader of men, Fran Reardon, today on the pregame show, Townie. And uh, we talked about the three guys that are in AAA now, in Butler, Ernais, and Harris. Um, talked about, you know, of course, Max Muncy going from single A to double A. So, as you said, and you talked about it uh, in the in the fifth inning, right, the, 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 in the minor league report. I mean, the, these kids are coming. So, it's, it's really exciting exciting to see. Uh, and we, we we were talking about that at spring training, how exciting it was to see those kids at spring training and, and get the opportunity. Some of those guys got to play in that the, those games against the Royals, uh, the two games in Las Vegas. And it's just it's an exciting time. It's exciting when you see these prospects come up and the aggressiveness. I really like the aggressiveness of Geloff. I like the fact that he was first pitch swinging in his first major league at bat, and he flied out to center field. I like the fact he didn't take a pitch. He's like going out there to hit. And that's what uh, Kotze did say in his presser today after the game. He said, I'm, I'm really Proud of these guys for the for the aggressiveness they've showed in in the first two games uh, with uh, with Geloff and Soderstrom. It's been impressive.
1: How many guys in the history of baseball? I don't know the answer to this, but how many guys in the history of baseball their first stolen base was followed immediately by their second stolen base. I
3: know. I would right? love to I would that's a great one. I would love to see that. That's being that that's soon.
1: daring, right? You yeah. steal you know, most guys would steal a base. Oh my first stolen bait. No, he stole second immediately I mean this kid, he's ready to rock.
3: He's hungry. Yeah. He's hungry. They're hungry. And I love that. I love to see that. So I like what you said the other day. Don't Let's not focus on the record. Obviously, you want to win games. Of course you want to win games. But let's see what these kids can do. Let's see what the A's can do right near the last 68 games. And, uh, you know, you know... you know Katsi really well, and you know he's as competitive as anybody I've ever met. But he understands this process. He understands how this works. Does he like to lose? Of course not. He wants to win every game. It crushes him to lose these games. But he understands that this is a process with these guys, and he understands that it's going to take some time. But yeah, I, I agree with you though, Towny. I think they will once they get comfortable, uh, start to get on a, get on a bit of a roll here. They do have a roll left in them. They had a seventh game winning streak earlier. They will win some games here. Last sixty eight.
1: You know what? I'm going to save this as a tease. Yeah. There's if Mark Kotze wants to get where he wants to go, there's yeah. something he's going to have to do. How about that for a tease?
3: OK, I like that tease right now. We're going to we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Mike from Texas. He's once talked about the new A's players. And we're going to come back and you're gonna you're gonna tell us what you're talking about. We'll have that. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse show, the number 833 625 2278 833 625 2278 We'll have more after. Hey, Rob
8: Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So, why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team
11: A podiatrist will tell you about your feet. An orthopedist will tell you about your bones. A physical therapist will analyze your gait. A psychologist will help you manage your anxiety. But what if they're all connected? What if your walk affects your hip alignment and the loss of movement affects your mental health? At Kaiser Permanente, we know the body is connected in unseen ways. That's why our doctors work together to care for all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org.
0: First
6: United Credit Union is swinging for the fences with above-market certificate rates. Whether you're saving for college tuition, retirement, or even your next big trip, First United has a high-rate certificate for you. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for current rates and to open an account today. Federally insured by NCUA, not one penny has ever been lost.
8: Oh, Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brain. So, you can get back to your night.
13: Bounty, the quicker picker-upper.
3: Three-two pitch, swung on a drive in the left center field, gap and deep, it's going and it is gone! A three-run over for Rucker in the it, nine to seven.
8: You're listening to A's Cast.
4: And the fish to Tony. And he hits a line drive, base hit to right. Notice the third up with the ball, Gonzalez. around third is Noda. Throw to the plate is offline and the A's have won it. A walk-off base hit to right by Tony Kemp has scored Noda from second base. This
3: is the A's Clubhouse Show. All right, back here on the A's clubhouse show, Johnny Dosko with with Townie, Chris Townsend, and uh, we do have Mike from Texas talking about the new A's players. Mike, how are you? What's going on, guys? Not much. Townie, how you doing, buddy? You gotta be happy. Happy Christmas.
2: I'm thrilled. I I, well, I, he's I, giddy. I
1: I I I I haven't felt like this since probably. The Marte trade. When, when Marte came over and you're like, man, we're going to see a guy. Now, unfortunately, the A's only got 86 wins, didn't make the playoffs. But Marte brought – it felt like watching Ricky Henderson in a, in a way, the way he was playing. So, uh, yeah, it's when something special shows up, you can feel it, right? You can feel that oh. something really – Cool is happening, and this whole first half, nothing cool was happening. Yeah, it was great to see wow. Ruiz still bases. It was good to see Noda getting on bases. But right now, there's this really cool feeling that something's happening. It makes you feel great.
0: Oh, it's fantastic. The only thing I'm disappointed at, they moved Denzel Clark and the three guys out of Midland who will be here in Corpus Christi next week, so I won't get to see them. But that's great. <laughs> But think about this. It's starting to feel like the A's of the early 70s. You played this, on Ace Cast today. You played Joe Rudy. You played Raleigh. They all talked about being in the minors together. They yes. talked about coming up together. And Joe Rudy, I know Ruiz isn't what you need, but you heard Joe Rudy today on Ace Cast. He was an infielder. And it took Joe DiMaggio to go out and work with him. I believe what they worked with Ruiz that he will become the center fielder. But the best part about this is spring training. I hope we had a very dull winter. We don't do anything, get any of these old vets, that some of these guys go to winter ball and play. And come spring training, you throw Clark, Butler, Ruiz, Cody Thomas, and you throw J.J. Bleday out there and say, top three, get to go, top three will start. Now go get it. You put, uh, what, uh, Nick. You put Nick in the and our eyes. It's short. Go get it. The Best guy wins the competition.
3: Hey, you have like people watching from the yeah. I was gonna say I love that. I talk about that every year. I want to see competition in spring training. I want to see guys hey. battling for jobs at spring training. It's the best, and that makes that that's that's when you have a good baseball team. When you have when you have competition in spring training. When you have 23, 24 jobs already decided, that's not fun. I want to see job. I want to see guys compete at spring training. I'm one hundred percent with you on that, man.
0: Oh, yeah, but you will see people watch the A's in spring training from the first day to the last day. You would probably see that go down to the last game against the Giants of uh, the competition for that. And what really is something I want to see is Clark, Butler, and Ruiz out there in the outfield. Good luck getting anything anything in the air is going to be caught. Those guys are so fast. It is, it's so nice to watch them play defense. But, yeah. It, it's got that feel of the early '70s. These guys will all come together, and they'll all take on Cox's personality, via Bobby. Cl- I mean, uh, Bobby down in Double uh,
1: A. Bobby Crosby. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I I, I, I th- that that goes to my tease. What I want to talk about yeah. is uh, I get how. There's not a whole lot of patience with the front office, and they haven't been very patient over the years. I get how Mark Kotze is not a very patient guy, but if Mark Kotze wants to get to that next level, he's going to have to be patient, and he's going to have to play these young guys, and he's going to have to make these young guys better because he knows he's not going to win with a bunch of 29, 30, 31, 32, all the way up to 36-year-olds only making $3 million a year. He's not winning with that. For Mark Kotze to get to where he wants to go, he's got to make these young players better, and you've got to teach them, coach them up, you got to be a father figure. You got to do whatever the hell you got to do to make them good enough to play here. His only chance to turn this around as a manager is with these young players. If he wants to oh, yeah. get to where he wants to go, these young players are going to take him, and he needs to understand that.
0: Oh, they will take on his personality. And can you imagine that group of young kids coming out every day? You know, if you put them out next year, the, the, the mantra will be you better beat us now because we're coming
3: i like that love that i love I, that. I like that. that's great stuff i right like there, that. man yeah thanks man appreciate the call brother thank you you better uh,
1: get us now yep. because
3: it's gonna be a whole you, different deal I, I i like this guy man i like i like i like what he said about spring training too Tony I, I i love when i that's the best when you have spring training guys are battling for jobs and, and guys that are coming up the young players are Competing for jobs, it's spring training. It's the it's the absolute it makes spring training so much fun. You know, this starts in February and we get into March, and you, you know, it's great fodder. We talk about it all the time, and I I love those uh, those Ace Cast shows when we you know me you and Cody go at it in spring training and we talk about. Who's going to win a job here? Who's going to you know Who's going to win this job? Remember we talked about we didn't know what was going to happen with Pache. Remember Pache was there with Ruiz. We were talking about Ruiz and Pache. That was fun, man. I like that. So I, I look forward to that spring training talk again.
1: Well, how about if you have the young players and they start to come together and they start to show people that they do have talent and that they can win, and we're going to watch the rest of the season. How does the rest of this season play out when you start looking at, okay, can the Cincinnati Reds, can they hold on? Can they stay with the Brewers? Can they win the Central? What's going to happen with the Orioles? Will they hold right now in second place and at least be a wild card team, if not win? What I'm I'm trying to say is this whole – Everybody talks about money. Everybody talks about the highest payrolls, and all I care about is paying players so I can buy a jersey. I've heard that for years. Well, there's a lot of teams out there, whether you're the New York Mets, whether you're the San Diego Padres, who are not happy with the way they've come out of the gate. Padres are now forty four and forty nine. The Mets that, are yeah. now forty two and fifty. They've shown you the archaic way of just opening up the checkbook, spend as much money possible, win the winter, right? People yeah. love to win win the winter by spending money. But it So it'll allow our fans who want to still just be about baseball. I know there's the outside stuff that people aren't happy with. We get it. But the fans that are still just going to be following the baseball, you're going to be like, you know what, all this talk about payroll is BS. Look at yeah. these other teams. These other teams, I mean, the Arizona Dimebacks are another example. It's like you find the right young, athletic, fearless players, you can compete.
3: Yeah, no question about it. And and they have some the Hayes have some really young, exciting players. I can't wait to see what these three guys that went from double A AA to triple A will do for Fran Reardon's club. I, I look forward to talking to Fran about that, seeing how they're doing. Uh you know, Butler came through with a big uh Two run single in his last at bat uh, yesterday in, uh, in in the game in uh, in his AAA debut. So this is his
1: first inning. I was his first debut. Oh,
3: it's oh, it first debut. I'm sorry. First yeah, A-B. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, you know. So I, I, I he's an exciting player. How about how about Butler at spring training? How much fun was he to watch? We we seem like we talked about him daily, didn't we? Oh yeah. I mean, listen to our excitement right now. Yeah,
1: we're excited. Exactly. The team is 25 and 69. It's horrific, and we're excited. And that's yes. what I kept saying about the young players will bring this type of excitement. And, you know, you're looking just think about what September will be because that's when, I mean, we've heard so much about this Brett Harris guy at third base. Yeah. yep. Right? And if you said competition, hey, let's throw another thing in there. Hey, Jordan Diaz, Brett Harris, third base, let's fight for it. Yeah. Jim, Jim Harbaugh, iron sharpens iron. Let's see who wins this job. You could have a bunch of guys. Soderstrom, Noda, who's going to earn the job? Because I think at some point, Sodi, if he's going to be this offensive player, we got to get him out from behind catcher. Let Noda and Soderstrom battle for first base. You could have legit, I mean legitimate, not us making it up like we have in the past, legitimate fights for who can play every day on this ball club. That will be a great story.
3: It will be. March is gonna be pretty exciting, Towny. Looking forward to February and March. We'll take a break. And when we come back we'll talk more baseball with uh, my friend Chris Townsend. Number again the number eight three three six two five two two seven eight Eight three three six two five two two seven eight You're listening to the Ace Clubhouse Show.
1: It's summertime, and I can guarantee you, you probably need to redo your wardrobe. You, you want to look good, and you want to feel comfortable. This is Chris Townsend, and you got to go check out my friends at Link Soul. They've got all the finest fabrics. You're going to love the shirts, the polos, the shorts, you name it. Redo your look for summertime. Go to LinkSoul.com right now, and you can get an offer for 20% off. Remember, in the big leagues, to play good, you got to look good.
3: Join First United Credit Union as they root on the A's to victory. First United Credit Union believes in being a good neighbor and supporting our local teams and local community. And for a limited time, you can earn $100 when you open a free checking account and use it. Use promo code ATHLETICS when you apply. Learn more at firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics or stop by a local branch. Insured by NCUA.
12: Thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, my little brother's friends won't leave our house. When I was their age, internet with basically no interruptions was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Now, through September 21st, new customers can get 1.2 gig internet plus unlimited data for just $25 a month for two years with no annual contract when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go online, call 1 800 Xfinity, or visit a store today. Requires paypal spill and an auto pay stored bank account, restrictions apply, taxes and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. After promo, regular supply to internet service and Wi Fi equipment, actual speeds vary.
11: A podiatrist will tell you about your feet. An orthopedist will tell you about your bones. A physical therapist will analyze your gait. A psychologist will help you manage your anxiety. But what if they're all connected? What if your walk affects your hip alignment and the loss of movement affects your mental health? At Kaiser Permanente, we know the body is connected in unseen ways. That's why our doctors work together to care for all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org.
2: Hey, A's fans.
9: Or go to vzlawfirm.com. Bernardi Serrata, the official injury law firm of the Oakland A's.
3: You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Now it's time to see what's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at ashbylumber.com. With a conclusion of the three-game series, the A's will try to avoid... The sweep, and it will be the local product. Yeah, from San Francisco, Joe Ryan gets the call for the Twins, 8-6, and 6, 3.70. He goes against the left-hander, J.P. Sears, 1-6, and 6, 3.88. And J.P. Sears pitched well enough to win uh, four, or five, even six games uh, this year. Again, it will be a 12-25 uh, A's total access presented by Chevron. And first pitch will be at 107 as we wrap it up here uh, with the great Chris Townsend. And Townie, uh, got to win tomorrow, got to got to snap this six-game skid. Uh, but, again, we hope we see uh, see the youngsters do it. And, uh, look, I think I just look at what's happened with J.P. Sears, and I, I've followed, obviously, seen every game he's pitched. And it, it's been frustrating that he has one win at this point because he's been their most consistent starter, no question about it. You know, something to
1: think about. To help J.P. Sears out, and you look at the offense, the offense has now scored 54 runs in the last 11 games. So they are getting offense. And J.P. Sears just continues to be a guy with his ERA under four now. Don't look at the record at one and six. Look at the ERA. And I know he's given up a boatload of home runs, but he just continues to be better and go deeper into games. You're starting to see the confidence that Mark Kotze has in, in him, allowing him to go seven, It not if not into the eighth inning, going over 100 pitches. He's growing in front of our eyes. If there's one player, truly one player, that has blossomed throughout the entire year, I know you'd probably say Ruiz – uh, you give notice to some of that. But J.P. Sears has been a guy that has been real consistent and has just gotten better. Every single, like, period of the season, like all the checkpoints that we have during the season, he yep. just can't – there really hasn't been setbacks. He just keeps gradually getting better. He's been the one guy that I can say has constantly gotten better throughout the year.
3: Great call, no question about it. So try to try to win it, the twenty sixth game, uh, the A's twenty sixth game of the year. Try to win their twenty sixth. I'm trying to say in Minnesota, at forty seven and forty six, County they are a game and a half up in the Central uh, over the the Cleveland Guardians. And uh, yeah, man, it just uh, this was a game that I, I really thought the momentum. The mo- momentum, I think. It, it swung back and forth a couple of different times, but I think that play by the the center fielder, uh, Michael A. Taylor, that would have been an 8-6 lead. Rooker hit that ball. It would have been an 8-6 lead for the, for the A's, and I think that was uh, kind of the turning point of the ball game. Outstanding play. you got to tip your cap to him. It was a fantastic play by Taylor. I, I like this game today. We saw a little bit of everything in this ball game. I would
1: say on that, Rooker immediately thought it was an out. See, I don't know because we're watching on TV. You're, you're yeah. there calling it. Yeah. Um, Rooker, as soon as he hits it, kind of has that. Um, oh, puts his head down. Yeah. But because it's so warm at the Coliseum, the ball carried deeper than it normally does. Yeah. So Rooker off the bat told you he didn't get it, but it's warm Yeah, that that was a tough one. Uh, but in the end, uh, just watching the parents, watching the brothers and sisters yeah. and watching yep. the family and watching every yep. watching the energy. You just see this isn't like if I we open up our scorebooks and we go back earlier in the season that yep. it was a listless, dead lineup that had no chance. This team's different. It feels yep. different, it looks different, and if you if you're patient with it it's going to grow right in front of your eyes.
3: No question. Hey, Tony, have a great night, and uh look forward to, look forward to seeing you tomorrow, buddy. Thank I'm you. I'm
1: fired up, ready to go for tomorrow now. And
3: I am too, man. I, you, you pump me up, man. I like your energy. We'll, we'll, we'll do it again tomorrow, buddy. All right. Have a great night. All right. You too. I'd like to thank uh, Scott Pastorino, Chris Townsend, helping us out, and, uh, of course, for Ken Korak and Vince Catronio and in uh, Dallas Brayton and Johnny Dosco saying so long once again the final score today and thanks for listening to the A's uh, clubhouse show once again the final score uh, the twins win it 10 to 7 have a great night everybody
8: unbeatable mileage from Chevron
2: with TechRun unlocks all kinds of unbeatable trips like to a family dinner the next town over or to a family wedding the next next town over or even to a family reunion over the river and through the woods at grandma's house Any drive is worth it to see Grandma, especially when you can stop along the way for unbeatable cleaning power from Chevron with Techron. Your engine will be thanking you for making the trip. Download the Chevron app now and find unbeatable mileage
13: near you. Who's feeling pretty confident about the SUV they drive? Ask anyone who owns a Honda.
7: We're a family of six, and our Honda is definitely like our number seven. It's a part of our family.
5: My Honda CRV
0: has beauty, brains, and talent.
13: From the fuel efficient CRV hybrid to the rugged passport to the three row pilot, there's a Honda SUV for every style of NorCal driver. All on sale now at your NorCal Honda dealer. For details, ask anyone who owns a Honda or visit norcalhondadealers.com.
7: August 5th is
11: International Trading Card Day, and TOPS would like to celebrate with you. Visit your participating local hobby shop to receive a pack of cards, plus, receive a special card if you purchase $10 or more of TOPS products while supplies last. You can also celebrate International Trading Card Day with TOPS on August 5th at the Oakland Coliseum and receive an exclusive A's card pack. Follow at TOPS on social media and visit tops.com for more information. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you know that these days, generating growth is a challenge. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll not just stay ahead of the curve, you'll move it. With access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023 Bank of America N.A.
13: I can't wait for what's next. Even with higher stroke risk due to atrial fibrillation and a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem, Eliquis, Pixaban tablets, reduces stroke risk. It's the number one cardiologist prescribed blood thinner. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without talking to your doctor as this may increase your risk of stroke. Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or have antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding or unusual bruising, or if you have tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. It may increase your bleeding risk if you take medicines such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquis.com or call 1-855-Eliquis. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show.
8: Swinging a
2: high fly ball. Deep left center field. Fletcher is back. He's at the wall. It's a grand
3: slam for Ryan Noda. It's swung on a drive to deep right field. Springer just looks up and it is gone. A two-run homer for J.J. Bleday. It's 2-0 Athletics. Oh, is that ball well struck?
13: Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast for exclusive content, including pre and post game for every game. Yeah,
4: it's a ground ball toward third Riley has got it fouls and picks it up throws it to the plate and too late in the air have wanted
13: thank you for joining
11: this exclusive presentation of A's baseball